Game of the Year 2018. No, I am not. your host, Kieran. No, no, and joining me as always are my co-hosts, my other hosts, my best buds, Mike. Hello. And Paul. Hello. Uh, this time we're going to go through in our six categories. Six, uh, six, possibly seven. We have a synth category in here. We might just delete that because we're no one of them. on time, <coughs> and it's kind of not really much of a category. Yes, <laughs> um, but this one should be too bad. Uh, so we have best strategy game, best soundtrack, fuck up of the year, best mobile slash tablet, best fighting game, and oh shit, that came out this year, which is our special award that we don't actually give an award to. We just kind of list off games that we're like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, um, what? Yeah, so let's just jump straight into it. Best strategy cool. game. Uh, we have a shitload of nominees for this. 2018 was a very, very good year for strategy games. Like, this isn't even all of the games that came out this year, because I didn't have time to play them all. Things like Frozen Synapse 2 came out last year, and seems great, and I didn't get a chance to play it. Yep. So, we have Northgard, Frostpunk, Battletech, Valkyria Chronicles 4, Kingdom Two Crowns, Total War Chronicles Thrones of Britannia, into the Breach, Surviving Mars, Friday Thirteenth, Slayaway Camp, Civ Six, which did not come out this year. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. If, if you keep putting Pikamon, Pikamon, Pikamon. Yes, let's go Pikamon all over the place. Then I'm it's, putting Civ Six uh, everywhere. They changed a lot more in that than they did in Civ Six. <laughs> um, yeah, I played most of these. No one else did. Yeah, so the only one I played is Surviving Mars, and I didn't play. That's ironically one of the few I didn't play. Uh, I didn't play Jurassic Park. Surviving Mars is not really a strategy game. It's more it's of a city builder. It's city a city builder. Well, strategy kind of counts all those. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Fro- city builders count as yeah, strategy games. They do because Frostpunk's a city builder. Well. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, I first of all I just went cut off Total War. I put it on here just because I was listening to everything that came out this year that. I played it was a strategy game but I didn't I actually really wanted to play this and didn't get to it so it's okay it's not the best you could do better for other Total War games like it's the setting's good and it's fun but it's they didn't do anything particularly new it's it feels like they were spinning their wheels filling time before Warhammer 2 no uh, before this year when uh, Three Kingdoms comes out ah they're doing basically Dynasty Warriors Total War and it's gotta be fucking good <laughs> it's gotta be so good um, but yeah uh, I've got to take that out it's good it's a good Total War game but it's nothing special yeah um, uh, Friday the 13th Slayway Camp is really good yeah it's really it's good fun, fun uh, game. I'm just trying to think if that actually came out it might not have I think it was last year because we were speaking think, about it last year as well yeah well we spoke about Slayway Camp yes yeah but I'm not too sure sh- I think that the Friday the 13th came out for yeah, Halloween I think it might just came out on Switch this year yeah. yes yeah. yeah it came out 2017 right okay, okay so we can take that off uh, no, so I'll do that that's no problem okay. uh, really good game though yeah very good game yeah. I highly suggest it oddly enough another game I managed to get my fiance to play and she does not game cool and she played a lot of it <laughs> on my Switch <laughs> over the summer so, oh wait no it did come out this year sorry is this a new story it says? Oh. It was a new story it Oh, so it came out this year? Yeah. Alright, so... Um, yeah, I 
I quite liked it. I played it when it first came out on mobile, and it was a free-to-play game. Yeah. So you had to... It came out in April. Uh, April 13th. There we go. So you had to play... Yeah, I think you could pay real money to take away some of the adverts yeah. and unlock some of the content, or you could just put up with the adverts and things to get power-up coins and things like that. Yeah. Uh, a Switch version did come out just before Christmas, I think. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, around about it is there. Most Christmas Eve games. Of course, yeah. Uh, I, I really like the way that they do. It's the same Slayway Camp game with the the puzzles and things, but yeah. it is themed. Yeah, they for, got the, they got the license. Yeah, they got the license. Well, this seems hard to get the Friday Thirteenth license at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, everything seems to fucking have it. I quite um, like it. It's a fun little game. Uh, right, possibly. I don't know. Looking at everything else that's there, possibly take it off. Yeah, um, yeah I'd maybe lean towards taking it. I. The only thing is, I don't want to be like take will, it off when it's like because I played four other games. That <laughs> I will allow Surviving Mars to be taken off of here, um, just because there's probably other things here that are better. But I think Surviving Mars was. I feel like one sur- of Surviving Mars would. I've not played it. I, I think it would make it if I played it. Surviving so it Mars is great. One I thought I was going to like, and I you didn't. I didn't. No, it just didn't take, and the, there was nothing wrong with the game. I thoroughly enjoyed just, it. Uh, one of those that um, just didn't. Just I didn't reckon. Play. I, I reckon I played about twenty, twenty-five, twenty-six hours of it in the first week. Yeah, uh, I played a lot of that game. Yeah, Ben, who so. runs the the website as well. He just went nuts on that game. It's one of his yeah. favourites as well. Yeah. So. Um. Um. Keep it for now. We're gonna have to cut stuff though. Um. We could probably cut Kingdom Two Crowns. <clears throat> I really like it, but it's more Kingdom. Like they didn't. The changes they made are cool. Like right, they did yeah. things like Kingdom had multiple islands, that, but they was kind of roguelikey. So mm-hmm. you were, whenever you went to an island, it was started from scratch. Like you yeah, were yeah. Generated a new thing. Um, Kingdom Two Crowns. You, once you beat an island, you beat an island. When you come back, your the stuff you built is there. Yeah. So it's still the same goal as you're trying to build your ship to get off the island. Mm-hmm. But you go to the next island and you get different upgrades which carry over to the previous islands you've been to. Yeah. Okay. So you unlock the ability to build stone walls. Then if you go back to the first island, you can upgrade all your walls from wood to stone. Uh, you get. I don't know what they call the other resource. There's another resource, the next one up from stone. Same thing. You can go yeah. back and upgrade stuff. You get the ability to build ballista. You go back into the first island, you can do that. Because the first island and the second, like, the difficulty still ramps up per island, but then you can bring back the bigger upgrades from the future islands, and then this island that was already easy is now just a place for you to farm money before you go to the next one. Mm-hmm. Or you can actually, once you get to a certain level of upgrades, you can build bombs. And now you can take those bombs and escort them into the big mountain that spawns out all the enemies and blow it up. Right. And so you can end the enemy. You can actually like win an island. Like you can stop it from spawning oh, okay, enemies. Yeah. And then you move on to the next one. And you can do that. Um, I like it. I'm not super far in just now because there was a bug at launch where, yeah, where it was a bit effy. I do like Kingdom. I like the way that it's presented to you with this thing and then you're, you're not really given the rules you, you figure them out and, yeah. or you can go onto the internet and speak to other people and try and figure it out together as much as it it's not really much of a strategy 
I don't see it as much of a strategy um, game as the rest of them. It's I, I don't know. I think it is. I think it's just a different perspective on it. Like is it's that two well, thing. But it is your you're building a city. It's literally a you know, uh, yeah. You're hiring. Suppose. It's a it's essentially a worker placement game. You're yeah. hiring workers until yes, yeah, yeah. Um, but the thing with two crowns is just it doesn't change enough. Like right. it, it feels like another one of the add-ons for the first game. It doesn't feel like a brand new game. Right. Uh, it's a really good one of those. If you like Kingdom and you want more Kingdom, mm-hmm. get it. It has co-op, which I've not tried, but that's probably fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Don't make me go download it right now because I'll do it. You could. That's what happened <laughs> last year, isn't it? Uh, isn't that when yeah. You, that's when you got Kingdom last year. <laughs> it was. Yes. Yeah. Because we, we kept we talking about it. No, I actually went home and got it on PC yeah. last year. I didn't get it on yeah. Switch. Oh, so. you should have. That's a mistake. Um, and then it's harder now because the rest of this list is really good. Uh, I'd maybe cut Northgard as much as I liked it. Uh, Northgard is an RTS where you're building a little village and you're uh, trying to survive winters that you basically go through seasons and you you'll get more food in the summer when everything's blossoming and yep. you'll gather you know, more food stuff and you'll get nothing in winter and you'll use more food in winter and you'll use more heat in winter and stuff Yeah, yeah. it's really smart really good because then you're also it has this thing where the map is tile based not like you know squares or hexagons or anything but they're big like basically the the, the, the island you're on is all basically set in islands is split up into different sections so you have to send explorers into those sections before you can actually move in and build stuff. Mm-hmm. And you can only build stuff once you've built. Uh, I forget exactly. You have to build something to let you build things in each area. Um, but the thing that's kind of cool about it is, like you know, what I just said about Kingdom being essentially a worker placement game. Northgard is one hundred percent a worker placement game. Like right, yeah. the people that made Northgard played a bunch of board games. It is, <laughs> right, a, okay. it is board game mechanics applied to an RTS and it's really weird and cool and unique. Um, like it is literally you build a you know a, a, a mine uh-huh. and you hire a couple of workers and you turn them into miners and put them in the mine. Like they, that, that, is their, that is their job and they do that and they gather resources and it's about building this engine of resources to let you upgrade your stuff faster than everyone yeah. else. Or just survive. But I don't think I like it quite as much as most of the other strategy games that came out this year. Like, any other year it would have been like, oh, this is the best strategy game of the year, yeah. but it was a fucking good year. It was, yeah. Um, so I'm going to cut it. Um, oh God, there's a bunch more that I only only played. Okay, so uh, let's talk about Into the Breach. Into the Breach is amazing. Oh. You've both played it, I have not. Yeah, it's, so... Yeah. When I think strategy games, you know, if I'm trying to explain what a strategy game is to somebody that doesn't play video games, my mind tends to go to things like Final Fantasy Tactics. Yes. Uh, it will go to Fire Emblem, yeah. uh, Valkyria Chronicles, and now Into the Breach. Into the Breach has got this added thing on it where it has this whole. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, roguelike element yeah. to it. So, you know, you, you'll play through the first time and you're not going to do as well, but you will unlock something yeah. that will help you along the way. There's. It's quite a simple game, there's not a lot to it because there's only yeah. the. the well, the thing, the thing that I think makes it so good and it is also very simple was it 
give you perfect information, which most yes. games don't do. Like, not only can you see where all the enemies are at all times, you can see where they're going. You can see where they're coming from. You can see where they're coming from. You can see where they're going to attack. Yeah. And the aim of each turn is not necessarily to kill every enemy. It's mostly just to mitigate the damage they can do. Yeah. So sometimes that means you're going to put your mech in front of an enemy that's attacking. To take the damage. To take the yeah. damage. Yeah. Sometimes that means you're going to not kill an enemy. You're going to do no damage to it. But you're going to push it one square to the right so it doesn't hit that building anymore. Yes. It, uh, yeah, it, there's, there's this puzzle element yeah. to it as well because, it, like you say, it's the perfect information. It tells you what you need to do to, to pass this round. There's bonus objectives. Uh, make sure you get these done. Mm-hmm. And like you say, sometimes it's about sacrificing one of your mechs and losing the air, the the pilot that's in there, and just yeah. losing that benefit. Or yeah, you, you're weighing up these pros and cons all the time. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's and it's hard. Absolutely and it's amazing. Uh, I love it. And then yeah, you unlock more different squads of mechs that all play completely differently. Yes, which. Is someone I don't know how to play some of them. <laughs> some of them are just like I go. I got one of them. I was like, I don't know. This plane just drops smoke. I don't know. It's fine. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it kind of rem- it reminds me a little bit of a sort of uh, advanced advanced wars. Advanced wars. Yeah. yeah. Where the art it, style is very advanced wars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> where it drip feeds you these units. Yeah. But. You need to work your arse off to get the units yeah. as well. And this is this is from the guys that made FTL, and it's kind of crazy to see <laughs> them be like, "We made FTL, and then we made this," and it's like, "What?" Yeah, uh, uh, it's and it, it. But Kieran was saying it, it's hard as it gives no quarter. Um, I found I got through to get through to an island, and I'm on the last battle, and I lost it because of one move. Yeah, one move. Not happen, and you know you you just feel like crying to your switch or whatever you're playing. Come on, just let me win this one. I was so close, (laughs) and the game's like no. Uh, I bought this game twice this year. Oh really? (laughs) I bought it on PC and then I bought it on Switch Um, because it's great on Switch. Being able to play portably has made me play it way more. Um, It does seem like a perfect kind of game for Switch. It's kind of just a perfect kind of game, to be honest. Like, it definitely <laughs> needs to be on this list. I think, yes, is yeah, absolutely. Fucking fantastic. I um, said FTL on Switch would be good too. It would. I would buy FTL on Switch. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Cool. So let's quickly talk about the other two that's on this list, and then we can look at taking things off. Yeah, two we've not talked about. So Frostpunk is a city builder. Like that, a lot of ways a very kind of old school city builder, but then they've got a cool twist on it where. Frostpunk is basically like um, Snowpiercer, where the world is frozen. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, everything has gone to shit, everything's super cold, there's the post-apocalypse, everything is frozen over, and you are a group of survivors that have gathered around a generator. It's, it's never, I don't think it specifically says what the generator generates, other than heat, but it is a generator. Um, and it's in the middle of your city, and you're building around it, so everything is the whole map is circular, and so you're you don't have a grid to build things on. You have you know a circle. You have uh-huh. different you have different layers coming out of this circle that you build around, which is just visually a really cool thing to look at. And then heat radiate radiates out from the generator, so these different layers of this kind of 
are heated differently. Yep. And the aim of the game is to gather resources. You're gathering coal, you're gathering food, you're gathering wood, and you're just trying to survive as the temperature keeps dropping. And as you do so, you, as the kind of ruler of this place, have the option to enact the laws. And the laws can be things like... The first ones that kind of forces you... It doesn't force you. You can enact zero laws for the entire game if you wanted. You struggle, but you could do it. Um, but the first ones that kind of makes you tackle is like, what do we do with the children when everyone's working? Because everyone's working all the time. you know. So do we send the children to work? We could send the children to work and then we'll have more coal because the children will be working. <laughs> um, we need all we can get so do we do that or do we send them to you know like boarding schools basically to you know to school or to like you know places to look after them while everyone's at work right you get to choose which ones you want to do you send child workers then it opens up another law where it's like the branching path this tree of things basically like the research things in Sev uh, except for the right okay and they're optional so you could enact zero of them if you wanted but if you enact child labour you can then also enact uh, enhanced, like uh, extrapolate the uh, child working hours. And you could be like, well, maybe children shouldn't just be working a nine to five. You know, they're children; they've got tons of energy. Maybe they can work all night. And it's like, uh, you can do it. You get more resources, and there'll be downsides and upsides. You have like a a hope meter and a discontent meter. You want hope to get up, and you want discontent to go down. Yeah, but. Um, different things will do different things and uh, the other thing you can do is you can send your you know you send your kids off to school and then you can give them internships helping out hospitals and so your hospitals run better people are happy because children are technically working but they're learning which is considered better than sticking them in the mines so you know it works out that way but then there's other stuff again this these laws all branch out and there's ways you can become an authoritarian asshole like you could become like you turn it into fucking like Orwellian city state <laughs> in this crater that you've put your generator in where you've got watchtowers everywhere watching everyone you're sending out propaganda everywhere to keep everyone happy and it's like you don't need to do either of those things but you can right and it's 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 cool the options it gives you and it's just a really fun city builder like just the core trying to survive part of it is really fun mm-hmm. um I got it really late this year like I ended up buying it on the Christmas sales but I really really liked it it probably doesn't end up in the top three here because as much as I really really liked it there's so much here but um, before I cut it talk slightly about Battletech which is one that I feel a lot more strongly about Um, Battletech is turn-based kind of tactics game kind of similar to XCOM but you're controlling giant mechs mm-hmm. and you that whole core mechanic like changes it because it's you know XCOM is you're taking cover and you're trying not to get hit because you're going to take damage and one crit will destroy you this kind of has the same thing of one crit could destroy you if someone gets a headshot on your mech and knocks the head off of it you're fucked but <laughs> It's also, you're in a mech. You can take hits. You're not going to hide your mech behind a rock. You're going to walk up to those fuckers and punch them in the goddamn face. Or shoot them. Or shoot missiles and stuff out of them. While managing your heat distribution and stuff like that. And it's just really good. It ends up, every battle in Battletech is this kind of like battle of attrition. 
where it's less a case of everyone is behind cover trying not to get hit and it's a case of I'm trying to destroy you before you can destroy me Right. but I'm going to take hits I might lose an arm that's fine though because you're losing everything <laughs> um, and it's just fun and you can build up your mechs in so many different ways and customise the weapons they have and stuff and it's just fucking great um, but yeah it's a good year for strategy games this year yes <laughs> or last year I guess I know. Um, I think Into the Breach needs to be on this list yeah absolutely uh, Friday the 13th Slayer Camp I would it's a fantastic game but I think there are better things this year that's fair so it's between I like Slayer Camp I'm assuming we're keeping Frostpunk and I'm assuming we're keeping Into the Breach so it's between Surviving Mars Battletech and Valkyria Chronicles we need to get to uh, Valkyria Chronicles is great I I really like Valkyria Chronicles 4 yeah Uh, um, I'm okay with Surviving Mars being taken off the list but just know it is a fantastic site. <laughs> I, I feel bad if we take Surviving Mars off the list just because I feel like it would have made the list if I played I, it. Yeah, <laughs> I... I feel like it would have clicked with me. I really think it would have clicked with you because you like that whole... I actually genuinely forgot about it until we started it's doing like this. It's like Space Civ. Yeah, it's, more like, it's more like Space Tropical. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think it's the Tropical. My, my three that I would like to see on there would be... Valkyria Chronicles 4 Into the Breach and Surviving Mars and the only reason I'm putting Surviving Mars there is I think it does deserve some recognition because it is a good it didn't sit with me yeah it's a fantastic game I would like to see Battletech on that list I would like to see Frostpunk on it but Frostpunk's the one I'd be willing to let go I feel like Battletech is Mm -hmm. just this crazy good game though Um, like it also has this full like story mode thing where you're going off doing different mercenary missions to earn money and keep your whole mech team afloat and it's just it's fucking cool it's full of all like the the Battletech universe kind of lore yeah. um, I don't know Into the Breach is the one I definitely needs to be on there yeah uh, the Surviving Mars I'm not I'm not passionate about yeah. it was just I you know I think it's already been given the, the recognition it just yeah. didn't sit well with me, and Kieran didn't play it. That's why it isn't on the list. So I, you know, I don't suppose we could run this game with the year saying, "Oh, well, everyone else likes it, so should we, we <laughs> should put it on a list." It. Everyone likes it. Yeah, if that, Ben was here. Yeah, well, if Ben was here, well, but if Ben was here, he would also probably be also arguing for Battletech. I think. <laughs> yeah, that, you um, know, it, it, every game in the game of the year category would have Madden in it. So fishing wins. <laughs> fishing. Um, <laughs> Train Simulator. Yeah, we love you, Ben. We do. <laughs> Surviving uh, Mars is now available for PS4 for a tenner. I, s- I didn't see it was that cheap. I did see it coming. Wow, I paid full price for it. As did I on PC. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get yeah, it on yeah, PS4. I probably, probably buy it on PC. Um, <laughs> Which I still, th- I still think it's full price for PC. I'm so. gonna cut Frostpunk because I don't think that's gonna make it. Cool. I feel like the fight here is really between. Surviving Mars, Valkyrie Chronicles, and Battletech, because we know when Breach is going to be on there. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be between Battletech and Surviving Mars. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that. I, I fucking love Valkyrie Chronicles. I would lean towards Battletech. Um, uh, yeah, no, I will. Um, I, I I don't have a say in this, yeah. so uh, between 
yourself and Paul, you can argue the merits of either, either Battletech or Surviving I'm Mars. Happy, I'm happy enough to let Surviving Mars go. Battletech, you can attach flamethrowers to the arms of your mech <laughs> and then you can jump jet over to another mech while shooting flamethrowers down at them and then punch them. That's cool, but in Surviving, <laughs> Mar- in surviving Mars, <laughs> if one of the stories progresses to a far enough point... There's other people land on Mars that you don't know about who are spying on you with little rovers in the distance and you ra- you randomly good. see the rovers <laughs> just appearing on the edge of the map ah, and then they start stealing revo- resources from you and people can defect to them who've come to your colony and then you've got a rebellion on your hands. In Frostpunk, which we already <laughs> cut, your people will defect because they think that there's a storm coming that's going to wipe everyone out. And they're like, well, let's go back to London. And everyone's like, London's gone. Why are you guys going back to London? It froze already. And they're like, we're going back to London. <laughs> um, I don't know. I would go with Battletech still. This, this Surviving Mars seems cool. But I don't know. Battletech just grabbed me in a really good way. And um, bad I, way phrasing I'm bit. letting you take Surviving Mars off. Yeah? Yeah, right, okay. That's fine. Cool. So... Mm, I might need to buy some more. Um, so I, I am genuinely torn as to what my favorite, yeah. my favorite is. I think, I think, I think it's probably into the breach for me. But then Valkyrie Chronicles Four has the added level of having all that story on it. Yeah, I was going to say it's got that story. It's got a little bit more depth. Yeah, but I think what Into the Breach does is just. It doesn't have the extra level of depth because it doesn't need it. It does exactly what it needs to do to be yes. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a point. Oh man, that that is difficult. I think. I think I don't know. Um, Into the breach is probably is a, a, a bit more original. Yeah, that too. Valkyrie Chronicles is the fourth book. I mean, yes, it's kind of not because two and three were such different things. It's kind of the it's the second. It's the second Valkyrie yeah. Chronicles, yeah. Um, and it's a very very good one. It is, yeah. It may be my favorite one. I'm not sure. Like I like the first one a lot, but so far the yeah. fourth one, I'm fucking loving it. I don't know. I, I'm I'm slowly getting to like the characters and yeah. Uh, but if you get the DLC, you can meet the characters from. The first Valkyrie Chronicles as well. So there's all that content. And it has all the Into the Breach is just really cool. Into the Breach, you get different mechs, and there's a bunch of secrets in it. You can get different mechs. Yeah, sometimes losing is actually winning, and oh man. When you you decide that you want to abandon a time, like a a timeline, you just fire yourself back in time, (laughs) and that's the, the aliens, like. Jump out of the ground and destroy everything. It's like, well, I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> I oh, oh no, yeah, I, I could go either way. I, 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 I could, yeah. Um, it's one of those things where I think again, I would probably lean towards into the bridge. But I love fucker cockles for oh, so much. Oh man, okay, let's. I tell you what, let's go into the breach and then we can <laughs> we we can argue about it offline. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Sure. And change our minds. Into the breach. Is our strategy game of the year with Runner-Top Valkyrie Chronicles 4 and Battletech. It's a good year for strategy games. As we haven't had a strategy game category in previous years. I added it for this year because... Oh, uh, I, yeah. I thought we had one. 
We may have had it a couple of years. We didn't last year. That, last year we took it but off. But this yeah. year was just... Yeah, there was, there was so just much so stuff to fill out a list. And I didn't even play it all. Again, Frozen Synapse 2 would probably have made at least the nominations. And Next. Civ 6 should have been on there. <laughs> yeah, three years ago. Civ 6 wasn't on it the year we... Yeah, I know that's It the, came out because we didn't play it. That's the, 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 tra- the tragedy. The so. tragedy. It'll never get to oh, well. <laughs> Um Best soundtrack. Oh, this could this take is going to take a long time. So It's wait. really not because I'm not going to fight for much at all. <laughs> well, our nominees are God of War, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Tetris Effect, Octopath Traveler, Pokemon Let's Go, Wonder Song, Celeste, Donut County, Red Dead Redemption 2, Taiko Drum and Fun, and Civ 6. Which did not come out this year. <laughs> I'm just going to keep running on. Oh, okay. The Civ Six Australia DLC is the <laughs> I entry think in this. The, the, we keep joking about it, but the thing about Civ Six, it, it is, you know, we, it came out and we didn't play it. And yeah, no, it would have th- got that into soundtrack it. is amazing. It's a very good soundtrack. The, the way the so each civilization has at least two versions. Of each song yeah. that they have to, that plays in the background, and as you go through the ages, the songs change and yeah. they, they get remixed and stuff. Just really clever what it does with it, and the music is amazing. But it's didn't come out this year, unfortunately. It did not. <laughs> um, I kind of just added a bunch of stuff that had good music, but I don't know that some of it needs to be here. Like I don't actually think God of War needs to be here. God of War's like got that kind of good, you know, is Norse inspired kind of you know action movie soundtrack. Right. Okay. So it's got the kind of chant and stuff you would expect from it. It's very Skyrimy. Yeah, same oh, inspirations. Oh, yeah. That's fine though, because sometimes we just appreciate the music, whether it's licensed music yeah. or it just adds to the atmosphere of it as well. So. I really like the God of War soundtrack. I don't know if I like compared to some of this other stuff. Right. Um, there's probably some other stuff we can probably talk about first, I guess. Um, like Super Smash Bros. Ultimate I put on here because the soundtrack's really good. I I really like the soundtrack. It is one of my picks for like, the, the top soundtracks of the year. But like 95% of the songs <laughs> from that game are from the previous Smash Bros. games. Yeah, okay, it's the but, thing I would lean towards. Is okay, but the the music's from other... T- a lot of the times there is uh, different arrangements of this music. That's true, there is a bunch. Okay. And they, they clearly label it in the game as well to yeah. be like, this is the new stuff. How many different songs and different pieces of music do you have access to? That's true, there's a lot. You can get, Everyone is here. You, you can get a badge for over... Uh, having access to over 750 oh, pieces of music. Yeah. Also, um, they added Castlevania characters this time. Yeah. And so we have these really good <laughs> Castlevania remixes. They're so good. Um, just the the amount of music that they're they're taking from the different yeah, series and stuff. True. It's. All right, I finally leave it now. I guess. Yeah. Because um, I listened to this again. <laughs> I just I really like everything that Smash Brothers does because it is it's just a it's a fangirl moment at. <laughs> video game characters, yeah. video game levels, yeah. art, music, yeah. Uh, I, I really like it. Fair. And they added 
so much Street Fighter music this time as well. <laughs> like all, <laughs> the, did, yeah. all the Street Fighter remixes are fucking good. There's <laughs> a hell of a lot of music that they took from Bayonetta as well. And yes, Bayonetta yeah. too, yeah. So, so for the two games. Um, man, I, we're not doing good at cutting things here. No, we're not. Let, <laughs> I'm just trying to look for something to... Taiko Drumming Fun. Oh, good For the Lord. same reason that I tried to cut Smash Bros. It's a very good curated soundtrack. But a lot of these have very good new soundtracks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I really like the soundtrack. For I really of, like the soundtrack. It's the so it has a lot of original music for the game on it. Not for this game. No, there's a couple of tracks that yeah. are original for this, but yeah. a lot of them are songs that you can only get in the Taiko series as That's well. True, yeah. Uh, then they have the the licensed stuff and the curated stuff. It's you two genuinely worry me. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's a brilliant soundtrack. I. It's one of the. I've had a lot of fun playing it. It's one of yeah. the best rhythm action games I've played in a long time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Without that, I bought the big stupid fucking drum for it, and it's so good. <laughs> um, oh god, it has. That Dragon Ball song that's really good it has a bunch of anime music in it in general. Yes, yeah, I I love playing all the anime songs it has in it. The theme song from Neon Genesis Evangelion. This uh, is why this is going to take forever. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I. Yes, <laughs> yes. So it's got the the Totoro <laughs> music if you pay the extra money for it. Yep. There is quite quite a lot of con- content. Um, yep, there's the Dragon Ball stuff as well. It's a very good soundtrack. I don't know. I just, it's just for me. No. Weird, I feel like. <laughs> I don't. Oh my god! Really? Right, let's cut Pokemon. Yeah, let's cut Pokemon. I'm Even Paul doesn't feel very confident about Pokemon. Yeah. So. <laughs> I like the remixes they did for Pokemon. They're very good remixes of do, those do, original do, Pokemon do, 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 songs. Do, do, do. Yeah, it's. The only thing was it was the remix it, but it was you knew when you stepped into a certain area what the song was going to play. There wasn't yeah, many yeah, surprises yeah, and things like, that. but it was nice. It's definitely playing on nostalgia. Yeah. Um, when you plug the Pokeball Plus into charge, it plays the the music from the Pokemon Center. Yes. Out of the device. <laughs> Does it just play it the whole time it's charged? No, it's just me playing. <laughs> It'd be really good if it's like yeah. da, 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 on loop. Um, <laughs> drive you mad. Alright, let's cut Pokemon. We've cut something. Excellent. Cool. I don't know <clears throat> I'd be happy to cut Red Dead Redemption 2. The music yeah. is good, but it is not a large part of the game. It is used very sparingly and very dispersed. Oh, okay. To highlight and enhance certain moments like building the house yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I'm not emotional about this because I haven't played enough of it to to get emotional so <laughs> so I I don't know I somehow <laughs> thought there'd be a lot more music for it um there's not there's, there's there a, lot a lot of, of there's a lot of music in it it's just a lot of it's very subtle so it's just in the yeah, background it's very, it's very much in the background point. or dispersed and any big musical moment mm-hmm. is just that it's a moment it's used to highlight something 
and add a bit of emphasis to it. So I'm okay with taking it off. Cool. Yeah, I like it, but I guess there's other ones I feel stronger about in general. Cool. Let's talk about Donut County. Donut County soundtrack's pretty good. Yeah, uh, I I do like it. Uh, it's just an excellent little game. Uh, Everything about Donut County is great. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I like the soundtrack, but I don't know if I like it as much as some of the others on this list. Yeah. Um, is where I would land on it. Uh, like it, it's just good. I've listened to this outside of the game. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good it's... background music while you're doing other things. Yeah. It. It's one of those where the music is playing throughout the game, and you don't get annoyed. It's. Yeah. It's uplifting and nice, but it's not. You know, overwhelming. It doesn't draw the attention compared to cool. other stuff. Uh, yeah, so we can cut that one. Cut that one. What about? Tell us about Wonder Song. How are you? Wonder Song is a weird one because the soundtrack is good, um, but the best part about it is how it uses music because the whole game is you're a bard and you're going around oh, singing. Right. Stuff. Okay. So there's a lot of times where you're singing along to the music, which mm-hmm. is really well done. Um, but it just has also just a big variety of stuff. So like you go on a pirate ship at some point and so it's got this kind of like piratey song in the background that's really good right but it's all this kind of relaxing optimistic like kind of you know cheerful guitar stuff it's, right. okay. it's it, very good it feels like it's kind of fill in background because they, the the meat of the game is you making the noise yeah some yeah. of it is and then some of it is yeah obviously you're right okay um, let's see if there's Mind. So like this is one of the ones you sing along to at one point, and you're kind of playing, you're pointing directions to match some of this stuff. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just got a good kind of variety of stuff that just matches the world really well. Um, it probably doesn't hang with all these other ones just because there's you know as much as I love it, there's <clears throat> so much strong stuff this year. Um. But this one in particular is one that's like reused quite a lot throughout the game, where it's like this right. kind of core theme that things build on okay. top of. Um, I think one of the ways to kind of think about it as well is it something that you would listen to outside of the game? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I probably wouldn't listen to the Wonder Song stuff outside of the game. Right. But yeah, cut it, I guess. Cool. So let's talk about Tetris Effect as well. So that's oh, Tetris Effect, so good. Yeah, I haven't played a lot of it. It was one of those that I've been waiting to play, and uh, I was playing it today. And oh man, it's it's Lumens crossed with Tetris. It's like that's it's my dream baby. It's and the music maybe leans a bit more towards um, like. Not Rez. What was the other one he did? The Connect one. Child of Eden. Uh, it, was, it was the same dev. He, he made the Connect game where you were flying around shooting space whales and stuff. Right. Um, but it, the soundtrack's very similar to that kind of stuff. But it's so good. Yeah. It's. Oh man, there's just so many different. This game would not work without this music. Yes. Yeah. Things about it. Yeah. And the way that everything is interact, like it's all built around it, like the music plays along with the Tetris, and the Tetris speeds up and slows down based on the music, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm. I think Tetris needs to be on. This. Yes. 
If only for this song, because I fucking love this song. <laughs> uh, what else? So oh. I'm just looking at the things we still need to mention. There's Celeste. Celeste is amazing. Um, Celeste is like a really good 2D platformer. It will hopefully come up in other categories. I'm not sure, um, but it's a game that is like all about. I mean, platforming mostly, but you're climbing a mountain, and it's kind of all just an allegory for dealing with anxiety. And at a certain point, it becomes an actual straight up the character is dealing with anxiety. Right. Um, and the music kind of works to amplify all of that stuff. Like, it's just really good music in general, but then it's. it's just clever design in yeah, the way that it's implemented. Exactly. And- um, and then also, the game has these harder versions of levels called B sides. And the B-sides are all remixes of music from earlier in the game as well. Oh, okay, yeah. So, I'm trying to find a good one. So, this was... I think there's a B-side for this one. Try to find a song that has both a B-side and not a B-side so that I can... Let's find... Reflection is probably a good one. So we have Reflection, which is this song. Which is this kind of slow, spooky kind of song that plays in the background of some stuff. Uh, And then we have the B-side version of it. Which is like playing over a way harder, crazier level, and so it's like this bombastic version of it. That's, right. Okay. That's so good. Um, I don't know. I just really like this last soundtrack quite a lot. Um, I don't know. I'd like to keep it for now, at least. Right. Um, yeah. That's how, well. Let's mention the. There's only one left to mention, and that's Octopath Traveler. So this is some JRPG, SJRPG music. Oh yeah, um, it's more along the lines of what you were saying with God of War. It's accompanying, it creates atmosphere. Yeah. Um, sometimes gives you the music can be used in clues in different yeah. areas and things like that. Uh, I also just really like it's definitely leaning towards the like trying to like that whole game. It's trying to. <laughs> play on nostalgia for a thing that doesn't actually exist like it's not a remake or something it's just yes. 16-bit games and it's like we made this crazy orchestrated like this sounds like an old Final Fantasy soundtrack yes. for a Final Fantasy game that was never made yeah, yeah. Uh, soundtrack is absolutely amazing it does uh, yeah it's one of the best parts of the game it's yeah. the same guys that made uh, Bravely Default Bravely Default and... I believe which also had a really good soundtrack yes yeah. it did um I'm I'm up for having this remain, even though I've not played it, just yeah. purely because it sounds so good. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got diff- each time you go to one of the different towns, there's a main theme that runs through it. It's different in each town. Yeah. Each yeah. of the eight main characters has their own theme. Just it adds to it, and it's fucking amazing. <laughs> so. We now need to start cutting things. Um, we can cut God of War, I think. Like it's, it seems like there's other ones here we care about more. Cool. Um, good, but we care about other stuff more. Yeah, I am 
I will throw the Psycho No Tatchusen Drummond fan under the, the bus. That's fair. Yeah, I think it's really good, but it it's, is. It, it's my favourite rhythm action game I, uh, of the year, or. Swiftly in, under the bus. It's probably actually also worth mentioning Just Shapes and Beats, uh, which wasn't on this list. Um, yes! That yeah. soundtrack's very good, but it's all, again, it's curated licensed stuff. I think there is some stuff made for the game, but it's, it's really good. It's just, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, Alright, so we have a left Celeste, Octopath Traveler, Tetris Effect, and Super Smash Brothers. We need um, to get rid of one. I'm fine with Cotton Celeste, I guess. Smash Brothers just has that massive variety. Smash Brothers has most soundtrack of the year. <laughs> yes! Um, and it's honestly <laughs> the thing that breaks me on, like, breaks me and makes me want Smash Bros. on this list so much is just. The Castlevania stuff. I love Castlevania's music in general, but they fucking did these massive, amazing remixes of all the Castlevania music, and it's all so good. Okay, so you two now need to drink it out <laughs> and figure out what's going to be number oh, one because I'm not getting so involved. Joint winner of. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm mediating, <laughs> but I'm not getting involved. So. I just I don't know. Um, and you haven't even heard all the music from Tetris Effect yet. Yeah, it, I those. I still think that first one was my favorite, but some of that other stuff is so good. Uh, it's I don't know. I it's three soundtracks I really really like. Uh, the Octopath Traveler I've probably played the most of. Um, Smash Brothers Ultimate I haven't even. You probably haven't even heard everything that's no, on that. Definitely not. Um, and Tetris Effect, I think I've heard six songs. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it is, it's absolutely brilliant as well. I don't know. I, <laughs> um, it, it, I think I'm happy with all three of them being there. I don't know. I don't. Whichever one you pick, I'm just going to call you an asshole behind behind your back and on Twitter and everything and just say I wanted something else. I don't know. I think I'd probably go with Tetris, to be honest. <sighs> I'm not my... mad at that. Yeah. I'm, I, I love Octopath, though. I think for me it's just the way that Tetris uses the music on top of it all. It is the... It, without it, there's no game. The whole game is a visualizer. <laughs> like, let's be honest, it's, yeah. it's a visualizer with Tetris, but it's a good one. Yeah, and it's Tetris. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm I'm good with that. And then if we recorded this again tomorrow, we'd put change it. I listened yeah. to another song from Octopath. I listened to <laughs> another song from Smash Bros. Yeah, no, I'm good with that. We had the Tetris effect music. So Tetris Block is the newcomer in Smash Bros. <laughs> um, cool. That means our best soundtrack goes to Tetris Effect with runners up. Oh god, my screen has went blurry. Oh god, is this what? Is this what living with? Bad eyesight, like you guys have, is like. Oh, that's just man. cheeky. Like, what the fuck happened <laughs> to my screen? <laughs> um, also, yes, that's what's living yeah, without my glasses. Is, is yes. like, so it looks like you take your glasses off. Jesus. Um, sorry, best soundtrack goes to Tetris Effect with Runners Up, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and Octopath Traveler. The rest of these categories shouldn't be that long. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> that was the long one for this episode. Yes. Next, we have Fuck Up of the Year, which is our yearly celebration of. All things effed up. Stupid mistakes that people made. <laughs> yes. 
might not even mistakes, just bad shit people did. Um, mistakes in the industry. So we have nominees are that IGN guy that plagiarized stuff. I believe his name is Philip Muchin. You should probably find his name. It's Muchin. It's Muchin. I don't know how to pronounce this thing, but yeah, it's Philip Muchin. Uh, Fallout seventy six. Fallout seventy six's collector's edition. <laughs> Nintendo's online service. Starlink using the Toys to Life model. Telltale Games collapsing. Wow. Yeah, there's uh, quite a few of those. So, uh, we can probably actually merge both the Fallout 76 things into just Fallout 76. Yeah, just Fallout 76. I mainly put, I mainly put the collector's edition fuck up on it separately so I remembered about it. I want that canvas. <laughs> canvas bag. Like, it was straight up, it's not even just a fuck up, it is false advertising. <laughs> like, they lied to customers about what they were getting and had no intention of... Re- their main good for it was we will give you 500 atoms which is their in-game currency that they make and it costs them nothing, nothing to give out and they didn't give enough to buy an in-game canvas bag oh <laughs> uh, yeah the Fallout was just one of those things that it was you know you'd go to bed and you'd wake up in the morning and google like just to see what, yeah, what else had went you'd go, wrong you'd go to bed was... and be like oh people are complaining because they didn't get their bag and then you'd wake up and Bethesda had leaked everyone's fucking emails because their support service broke. Yes. There was a point where if you emailed their support service to claim, you know, one of the bags, because they eventually said they would give out the the canvas ones, if you emailed them, you got basically made an admin of their service and all the support emails that came in after that would come to you you as well as everyone else. (laughs) And it's like, how do you fuck up that bad? Um, um, that needs to be on there. Oh yeah, yeah. It it really does need to be on there. The game in itself is not that much of an f up. Yes, it is because no one actually wanted a Fallout online game. Yeah. Well, I think if it was just Fallout Four with co-op, people would have been way fucking into it. Yeah. The bit where they're like, "Is we took out all the NPCs, so you can have twenty people wandering around this world," and it's like, that's still not enough people to make you bump into people playing the game. No, it's not. <laughs> Why would um, you do this? Yeah, so as I said, I ended up buying it. Um, I just, I wanted to see how bad it was for myself. I couldn't just listen to people. I wanted to know. <laughs> and at 20 quid, I thought, it's worth knowing. I'll put some hours in it. I'll yeah. get my money out I of it. I think it's just Bethesda have done it before. They they just they're not good PR people no, at all. Think, but it, we're not saying the game in itself is an effort, no. even though it is a little bit. It's everything surrounding it. the collector's edition, the emails going missing, the everything. It was just one complete f up after another, yeah. stumbling into another one when it was happening. Yeah, there's definitely a situation so, where you're like someone had to be shouting, "Dig up, motherfuckers!" <laughs> <laughs> like, take the shuffle off of them, please. So oh. let's get theoretical for a second here. So let's, you know, we've been doing glitch free gaming for. Seven, Six, seven years 37 now. years. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like it. Yeah. Seven years we've been doing it, and we've also been, you know, various stages of writing for Calm Down Tom, and then we created the, the website, Glitch mm-hmm. Free Gaming, as well. So, 
we sometimes will take games and we, we have deadlines to either meet to do a written review or to speak about it on a podcast or even do some video. Yeah. Now, you know, if we got caught caught short and we needed to do something quickly, we hadn't played through the game or anything, let's just say, you know, madness took you over and you thought, right, I'm going to take somebody else's review and I'm going to fuck it around a little bit and then I'm going to pass it off as my own. Would anyone notice if we did it? Probably not. We're not big enough. We're not that big. big. It could sneak through, but you wouldn't do it. You you wouldn't because you're a good person. We especially wouldn't do it because we won't get paid for this anyway. We're writing writing for fun, so there's no no reason for it. If we're going to miss a deadline, we're just going to miss it. Yeah, Yeah, well, we do. (laughs) Frequently. (laughs) So, but imagine if you worked for one of the biggest video game fucking reviewers on the planet. Yeah. Would you do it then? No. No, especially not. No, Philip Mitchin did. When you're fucking... Every <laughs> bit of writing you have is being torn apart by everyone at all times and there's like the most viewed sh- reviews in the world and it's like, well, I'll put up this video review that's the exact same as this other guy's video review. It's like, what are you doing? Oh, this and, was crazy. But the way that... If it was just that, it probably wouldn't have been on this list because... If he had just plagiarised a thing, got caught and got fired, and we never heard from him again, that would be it. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't care. It's the way he doubled down on it. He was like, they found other stuff of his that it was like a FIFA review or something like that. Yes. His that was like plagiarised from Eurogamer, um, and like the people found out found this out, dug it up, and were like, okay, well this stuff's clearly plagiarised as well, and he's like. People can look through all my stuff. There's nothing else that's plagiarized. So people look through all the stuff, and all of it was plagiarized. All of like, it? Well, not all of it, but a lot of it. Was a plagiarized. lot. Of it. Yeah. Like tons of it was plagiarized. Like they, it, he egged people on almost to be like, ah, you know what? People are just making a, you know, I made one mistake. Like look at the rest of my stuff. There's nothing there, and it's like, no man, just tons it, it's of it. There. <laughs> and then most recently, I need to find the exact like thing if you there. tried to submit any of that for uni. The system would catch it. Yeah, automatically. Like that. <laughs> um, he. <laughs> There's journalism students out there putting in more work than you are for a professional job, yeah. That's <laughs> and then he fucking said that one of the like a fucking horrific thing in a, a comment. I'm trying to find. He so people called him out on you know being you know plagiarist. Uh-huh. And he was, you know, he's been trying to make a comeback basically on his YouTube channel. Like he's been, it's worked for other people. Nick Robinson, that was the fucking sexually harassed a bunch of people when he worked for Polygon, got fired, has been very successful on YouTube. Uh, usually by staying off camera and making sure you can't tell his videos are his because he's very good at making videos. And if you don't know it's him, you might just watch a whole video of a Tetris Pro playing Tetris Effect before you realise it was made by a guy who sexually harassed lots of people. Oh, um, <laughs> which is smart, if nothing else. Um, yeah, real smart. Yeah, so, but he commented, like, someone commented about, you know, how he shouldn't be trying to make a comeback because he fucked up and destroyed his own career. Right, yeah. Uh, he yeah. said, why even try? Because I'm fighting for my life. 
You're telling me that if you got diagnosed with something horrible like cancer, you wouldn't try and fight it? You'd just succumb to the odds and let everything fall apart without even giving yourself a chance? <laughs> like, what kind of asshole is like, yeah, I stole a bunch of people's work, but, you know, it's like cancer. What happened to me? It's like, what? <laughs> wow. What the fuck? Wow. wow. That's yeah. just... Yeah. Nobody. Head on out. <laughs> yeah, it what needs a complete... To, it needs to be on there. Have, yeah, have you met my dog, Old Yeller? Go out back with yeah, the dog. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, frothing at the mouth at this point. Man. Um, these other three are also very good, though. Yeah, I mean, Telltale collapsing's not that much of an F-up. They just... Well, it kind of, how they they ran those? themselves into the ground. Well, the management produ- handled... Man, the, the management ran themselves into the ground. Yeah, yeah. There were so many innocent people affected by that. It was one of those things where it's like, hey, by the way, games devs should probably unionize. <laughs> because if you had a strong union, you would have had protections in place when this went down. Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't have been a case of these management, like these idiots in management were running the company month to month, and then when one of those months didn't work, everyone got fired without any money. No, yeah, they didn't get laid off with like they had the at will firing, so you're not getting you know yeah you're not getting any payoffs for it. And the aftermath of it was a mess because stories came out of like they were hiring people like days before they you know shut the company down. Yeah, like there yeah. was people that literally just started that moved cross country to start and they got let go the next day pretty much. Um, then they were like, but don't worry, we're gonna finish the Walking Dead. Season two. Season two. Or th- season three? Season three. Season three. Whatever. Whatever the season is, it's just now. Like, don't worry though, we're going to finish it. It's like, that's not what anyone was worried about. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? That is not what anyone was worried about. <laughs> um, then they got, to be fair, those people, the people who were ma- making the, the Walking Dead stuff got picked up by, I forget the name of the company, but it's a company that's owned by the guy that wrote The Walking Dead, I believe. Yeah, like the, the uh, Ro- uh, Robert Kirkman. Yeah, I believe, or at least he's involved with them in some way. Yes, yeah. Um, but they basically were like, I think they were looking to expand into games themselves anyway, and so they're like, well, we'll hire those guys, and then we'll finish up that Walking Dead series. So, a lot of people seem to get jobs out of it, which is at least right. So, oh, is it, so was that Image Comics that have done that? I believe so. I yeah. could be wrong. I'll double check. All right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, will you do that? I'll, I'll run us through with um, Starlink. Yeah, I mean, so, please do. Starlink running, using the Toys to Life model. They've built this game. It's a very solid game. Yep, we really good game. It. And they then decide that the, the way to do it is to do, you know, follow the Amiibo route <laughs> and um, Disney Infinity and Lego Dimensions and bring these toys to life. Which, it must... <laughs> I'm not too sure when Starlink was actually when it was developed. I'm not 100% sure. We've been seeing it E3 for like what feels like a decade. Yes, yeah. And just unfortunately, the, the game comes out and is ready just as the Toys to Market. Toys to Life thing yeah. is yeah. dead. It, it, it's dead it, in the water. Yeah. If it came out like two years ago, I think it would have done really well. Yeah. But the fact that, yeah, it came out. It was announced back when that stuff was still successful. Yes, yeah. Um, but even then, it was kind of getting overlooked. I think like no one was coming out of E three going, oh, Starlink looks yeah. really good." It wasn't until like last year, I think, when they yeah. used the Star Fox stuff, where it's like, "Oh, actually, yes. that looks really good." Yeah. 
the even the, the fact that you know they used the Toys to Life model would have been fine if the way they, they actually work inside the game is they are a glorified big plastic expensive continue button yes that's yeah. all they do yeah because yeah. you get so far within the mission your ship blows up and you have to take that one off and put another one on or you know oh, you, you buy pull, the dog you can pull the guns off the wings and it does it in the game that's pretty cool you can put wings on wings. Yes, that yeah, that's fine. I have no issue with now, that. What they're but doing they, with the Toy Story stuff's really cool. But the, it's the ships. Yeah. You, you're paying thirteen, uh, sorry, twenty five pounds. You're paying twenty five pounds or well, r- r- yeah, around twelve ninety nine most places at the moment. <laughs> at the, yeah, well, that's what I'm getting to. So <laughs> the game. <laughs> everyone picks up on this that it is essentially it's just a continue system and it's a cash sink for something that you shouldn't be doing because you've already bought the game the game doesn't do well all of a sudden the game gets slashed first it gets slashed in half to 30 quid yeah Um, it sells a couple of copies it sells two at this table at that price yep and then it dropped even further. So yeah. here in the UK, you can buy, now buy the game for 20 quid. Yeah, my sister got mine at 25 just before Christmas, and then literally a week later it was 20. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they brought down the, the price of the actual toys. Yeah, yeah, they're all half price or lower now. And anywhere me, you can buy them. The yep. thing that annoys me about it is they haven't... They've matched the main game price digitally, but they haven't put the... The, 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 the DLC the, yeah. well the DLC matches so the, was the, already cheaper anyway. the, the digital content is is twelve ninety nine either eleven ninety nine or twelve ninety nine for the ships hmm. so the digital version is the same as the physical version so it's already it's more the physical ones are falling to match the digital ones yeah okay I don't know That's okay so uh, let me pose this question before we go any further had this game come out it wasn't Toys to Life there was none of these ships continue button but you could buy extra ships as DLC for maybe a quid or two and the game was 40 quid would we all have bought it probably but I also don't think if it was 40 quid and came with the ship we all would have bought it or no if it was 30 quid and came with the ship maybe we could bought it I think that the reason the Toys to Life stuff is important about the failure of Starlink is not necessarily actually because it caused it it's because it makes it look a lot more public because they have these big plastic toys on shelves yeah. and they fell in price so quickly. I'm going to be honest, I've been in three toy stores because there's only one in the UK. When I say shelves, I actually mean the front page of Amazon. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I've been in three physical shops, though, yeah, looking for those toys. That's 300% more physical shops than the average UK resident. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the average UK programmer who doesn't get off his ass and move from Amazon. Whoa! Oh. There, I've just called you out. But some saying. of us actually right, go to so stores. Do they have them in the store? No, they're gone because the price drop. People yeah. have bought the hell out of them. That's because they're clearing them out. They're not. It's not necessarily that people are. No, but are buying them is because they're not restocking them. Well, yeah, they're not yeah. restocking them. But I was in these stores pre-Christmas. And they had enough of them to sink a Titanic battleship. Well, you, and they don't have any now. Have you seen the packaging on those things? I bought one. It came in a box about the size of this table that we're using to record, and that was just one ship. Yeah. So when you say a Titanic load, there's probably like five of each. <laughs> I I seen the same in uh, one of the other the, the video game stores. Yeah. Here in the UK, yeah. and 
the same just before Christmas. Load of them. Uh, None now. New no, still have them in the in Glasgow. Um, and you go to stores uh, like Argos and Amazon, where you know most of the business is online. You can get any of them. Yeah, because I tried to pick some up, but I'm gonna not gonna lie. I was at work yesterday and happened to be in one of those stores as part of work. I was gonna try and pick up some of the ships and stuff, and wow, okay. there was literally could... like one one character. There was no ships left. One character and one set of gun packs, and they had okay. six of each, and that was it. Wow, um, it could just be like Kieran says that they had limited stock, and that's it. They're, they're not yeah. bringing it back. Yeah, I probably yeah, no, I wouldn't know. either. Um, and I reckon they've probably, with it being so low in price, they've probably managed to sell a load of load of it to parents and grannies and grandpas who thought it was a good idea to buy it for wee Timmy it was it was a good Christmas present I got it for Christmas Uh, so did I I got it for Christmas yeah just looking on Amazon you can get all four of the ships you could get them you order them today you can get them tomorrow Uh, the same with the weapons packs I'd probably just buy them digitally yeah the characters the characters have actually now dropped to £3.50 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, to be fair, the characters, I don't know what they do. <laughs> they they give you... They, give you... they have different skill trees yeah. that you can upgrade. Yeah, but even then, it's, it's, it's they, not They that. seem really minor. It's like you can yeah. have Is anyone playing with you. anyone but Star Fox, though? No, because like... he's the one that's voice acted well. Yes, and that's, that's what I said <laughs> when I first played it. Did you, did you guys find that? Yes, Star Fox is oh. the one. You, you also, I have not, I can find, in those three stores, I can find the Xbox One starter packs, and I can find the PS4 starter packs. You cannot find the Switch starter I packs. I bet the Switch one was, like, stuff sells better than Switch in general, but I bet in particular for Starlink. Like, I think if, so, yeah. If we ever see breakdowns of numbers, I bet it will be the Switch one did the best. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I reckon if kids got Switch for Christmas, they probably got that to go with it. No. At twenty five, thirty pounds? Not surprising. Um yeah. do you want to keep that on here then? Yeah. Should we cut Nintendo's online? It's garbage, but I mean whatever it was always gonna be garbage. Yeah. Doesn't have voice acting. Yeah, voice acting? Doesn't have voice, uh, <laughs> voice Well it doesn't have voice acting. It doesn't acting. have voice acting, that's true. You can't even fucking invite people to join your game. Yes. Uh, ship it. You you need to download a separate app. Yeah. Yeah. Which is also bad. <laughs> um cool. Um, so we need to pick one of these to get rid of them. So we have Philip Mitchin plagiarizing stuff, Fallout 76, Starlink, and Telltale Games. I feel like Telltale's the one we seem less passionate about. Like, it's shitty, but um, shitty management destroying games companies kind of happens yep. every other week. It, yeah. It shouldn't. It, it shouldn't, but it does. It does. We, it's sad to think of the idea of maybe we were a bit desensitized to it, but fucking happens all the time it does yeah all all companies are bad destroy capitalism yeah. that's what I'm saying Psygnosis yeah it happened to Psygnosis happened to uh, fuck I don't know happened to everyone yeah, yeah. The, the, the various parts of uh, Bioware got it there's all sorts dozens of small game companies that you'll that we never even hear of this yep. happens yeah but it's definitely worse because Telltale was such a big thing on the yeah. flip side of that on News Factor Bungie have left Activision hmm so that was a weird one cool so where where do we think it's so gotta be the plagiarism stuff right I think so yeah it's That's... the way you double down on it and everything it's like again if it was just 
It's either got to be plagiarism guy or it's got to be Fallout 76. Just yeah. No, I, I think it's... A whole a, digging after all. Yeah, it, it's the play... You know... Because the Starlink thing was... It was... It was a bad choice. It was, yes, it, yeah. was a bad, it yeah. took them too long to get the games to shelves, and yeah. as a result, it looks dated. Yeah, from a yeah. Business standpoint. The Fallout seventy six stuff, it did look like Bethesda were trying to dig to Australia and make a studio down there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But if you're going to copy someone's stuff and then you get caught for one of them, shut your mouth, move on. Yep, don't. Yeah, and then when somebody calls you out for doing what you did, don't say you know I'm just as bad as the poor little kids that have got cancer. Yeah. I know he didn't mention kids, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Um, yes. So, fuck up of the year goes to Philip Newton, or as it's written in this list, that IGN guy who plagiarised stuff. <laughs> that uh, IGN guy. Then the... It's probably unfair to call him that IGN guy now, given he's not... The <laughs> wank? Yeah, sure. Um, Plagiarism dude. The runners up are Fallout 76 and Starlink using the Toys to Life model. Cool. Next, we have Best Mobile Tablet Game... This should be pretty quick. This should be pretty quick. Nominees are Hold Down, Donut County, Part Time, UFO, Florence, and Suki. I added that because it's the only one I've played. This is whatever my girlfriend would hit us if we didn't mention it. Um, at least. I. Uh, so this is kind of. It looks like uh, the, the Neko. Yeah, Neko Atsumi yeah. kind of deal. It's yeah. The same devs. Oh, it's the same devs as well. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, Paul, what is it? basically give us a quick rundown? Uh, you are a little bunny who moves back to his uh, uncle or grandparents' farm. I can't remember where he grew up. It is a carrot farm, of course, because you're a bunny, and it's in a little town in Japan. Um, the bunny will do stuff without you touching the game. He will go about his day. It's a clicker. Yeah, you need to open the game and collect your carrots. Uh, and then direct the bunny where to spend the carrots on certain things and those certain things will be like rubbering or a fishing rod or a kite and then he'll use those things when you're not there I mean you can instruct him to use those things but he'll use them when you're not there anyway the entire basis of the game is just collect all the stuff by harvesting all the carrots you can then get a ticket and go to the big city and buy more stuff in the big city if you've saved up enough carrots. And uh-huh. you can play a card game there and gamble away all your carrots. To the point. It's not made by the Nico Simi guys. It's made by the Klepto Cats guys. Oh, right, okay. Um, and then the other aspect of it is there's a bunch of characters you can talk to and have conversations with. The more you converse with them and do things with them, the better your relationship gets. And each of them, once you get to full relationship status with them, gives you a gift and that is the only way you can get that item it seems good it's like Stardew Valley but with rabbits yeah it's way simpler as well because it's well yeah, yeah it's a fun game it's a clicker it's a clicker um, it's, yeah. but it's just super cute it's super simple and it doesn't suck up a lot of your time but if you want to put a lot of your time into it you can I'm kind of okay with staying here knowing how much time you've sunk into it um, I've I've sunk a vast amount of time, but nothing compared to my fiance. <laughs> yeah, like Donna Kenny should probably stay on here. Uh, absolutely, yes, yeah. it's great. Um, which means we only need one more of these R three. Which have either of you guys played these R three? I have not. Are no. These all me. That's all, all right. All you, buddy. All right. Um, that makes it harder because I don't know. What. Um, hold down is by the guy who made the rhymed capsule. Okay. Oh, right, that yeah. strategy game we loved with the Tetris blocks. Yes. Hold Down is a game where 
I really have my phone here. I should really have done this. We should have been recording in view of the TV because I could airplayed this. Um, hold down is a game where you have a hole and you're trying to work your way to the bottom of it. And there's let's go with this endless mode one. There's all of these blocks. With, no way, I shouldn't go with endless mode because I'm not high enough level to actually do it. However, there's these blocks that have numbers on them. You tap and hold to aim a ball. Mm -hmm. You like go to fire the balls. It bounces off. Every bounce reduces the number by one. Oh, okay. And you're just trying to destroy these blocks. Some of the blocks have pins on them like that. Right. Which means if you... There's none on the screen I can show you. And people obviously can't see this anyway. Um, but if there are any blocks like these ones that don't have pins on them, and that means if you destroy the block under them, it will also destroy those blocks. If they have a pin, then you have to destroy that block specifically. Right, they're, they're pinned there, they're yeah. stuck there. Yeah. Okay. And that's it. And it's really good. <laughs> this <laughs> physics-y and like, pretty, and that's kind of it. Cool. Probably doesn't need to stay on this list. Right. But it's really cool, and I recommend it. Uh, Part-time UFO, which I think Double Check definitely came out this year. I'm pretty sure it did. It's made by HAL Laboratory. The developers you may know for Kirby. Kirby. They made a phone game where you're a UFO. And you've got to find work. And you've got to do these jobs as a UFO. And it's basically like crane games. Oh, oh yes, I remember, yeah. So you're moving about and then you have a little crane that comes down, grabs stuff. If you can do it, it's very hard to do it when I'm holding my phone in a weird direction <laughs> like this. Um, and you pick stuff up, and every level has different missions that you have to do. So this one is just like drop a crate of drop a crate of oranges into the truck. You know, get all the oranges into the truck, and all these oranges aren't in anything, so you have to pick them up in this basket first, and then lift the basket and put the basket on there. Um, but then a lot of them have like hidden things as well. So there'll be different missions for each of them that does different things, you get more money for them and you can buy stuff to customise your UFO, so mine has this little dog on me uh, or I can go buy stuff Cool. it's adorable, it's cute and it's a nice little kind of puzzle game because some of the levels get like physics-y and weird later where it's like I'm trying to lift this thing and every time I put it down the, f the weight of it tilts the thing it's sitting on so I need to uh -huh. stack people up in weird ways or balance things differently it's really good, but I think Florence is probably the one that actually sticks on here, um, which I don't actually have Florence installed just now, because um, I finished it. Florence is a story-based game that's about it's about an hour, an hour and a half long, like it's really short, um, mm -hmm. but it's a game that goes through the start, the progression of, and then the end of a relationship. Okay. So you play as this woman, Florence, and she feels lonely and blah, 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 and she meets a guy and she falls in love with him and they start going out. And there's, throughout this, the plot of it, there's these different little mini-games that happen. They're all little variations of, usually they're little variations of, like, kind of jigsaw things. So it'll be like, they're having a conversation, and so there'll be, like, a speech bubble that pops up. Yep. And the speech bubble has, underneath it, three parts that are broken up into jigsaws. All right. Okay. And so you put them in one by one, and it's slow, and it you know takes time, and then as the conversation starts going, and you know starts becoming more natural feeling, instead of being three pieces, it'll be two pieces. 
Okay. So you put the two pieces in. And then once, you know, they really start to get to know each other, it's just one piece and you're just dragging up every time. And so the conversation starts flowing really quickly. And it just is a good way of getting through, like, getting across that kind of feeling of uh, making it feel, you know, like, getting across the, the feeling of, like, starting a conversation with someone like that where it's awkward to start with and slow one and it gets it yep. builds up and it does that for it's got a bunch of different little kind of mini gamey things to get across different things um, but the bit where it really shines though is that there's no like dialogue and stuff in it but like it gets that kind of story across and you start feeling for these characters yep. and they have like a couple of arguments throughout the game and then they make they make good again and then they have an argument and in the first couple of times, the first time they have an argument, they have an argument, and then you piece together a jigsaw of them lying in bed together, like okay. kind of having made up. And the second time, you second time they have a you know big argument, you piece together a jigsaw, and you realize it's actually two separate jigsaws of them lying in bed, kind ah. kind of together, but not really. All right. And like they do that, and it's just a really smart way of like getting across this whole story of it cool. and it's really good it's really emotional for a, like hour long thing where you're putting together jigsaws like it's weird they do okay. a really good job with it I, I'd, I'll need to have a look for that it's worth playing um, but man I think Donut County has to win this one oh, yeah absolutely I'll, I'll let you guys have I, that uh, you, you get the holes and you eat things and you know, yeah, I, I was, you shoot chickens out of your hole at one point and then <laughs> that just sounds wrong. Of course, you it's have not, to say that. It's not wrong, though. <laughs> um, Donut County was one of those that I'd had my eye on, and then I thought I'm, I'll buy it and play it in preparation for the game of the year. And yeah. it is—it's just—it's so it's it's become now, one of my favourite games. Yeah, it, it's on Switch as well. Yeah, yeah. it's on Switch now. Yeah. good on there. I play it on my phone. I got an Apple TV this year, so I kind of. Also, airplay that to my Apple TV. Oh, all right, okay. Um, yeah. I recommend it. It's very good. Definitely the best mobile game of the year. Yes, absolutely. By far. Or it's also on Switch. <laughs> if you want to be on the Switch. But so many different mobile games are on Switch now, so we can't really make that distinction. Um, cool. Um, yeah, so best mobile game goes to Donut County with runners up Florence and Suki. Next, we have best fighting game. Oh, yeah. This like like we said about strategy games earlier, 2018 was a good year for fighting games. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of good fighting games. The nominees Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. It's technically a fighting game. Soul Calibur 6, <laughs> Blaze Blue Cross Tag, Dragon Ball Fighters, Decedia Final Fantasy NT, Pocket Rumble. Um. <laughs> Shout out also to Fighting Larry X and Undernight Inbirth yes. latest because we didn't actually buy those. Yeah. Uh, they're good games though. So, I cannot weigh in on this talk because I haven't played any of these. Right, you so, played Soul Calibur literally an hour ago. Well, yeah, yeah and Blaze. <laughs> I also played Blaze Blue Cross. This is all lies then. You played <laughs> so, Smash Bros. a couple hours ago. So, Decidia <sighs> Final Fantasy, like I said, there was just something about it that was. It just felt a little sterile. bit off. Yeah. yeah, a bit sterile. So, Fair. Got yeah. that one. Um, I really like Pocket Rumble, and I wanted to give it a shout out here because it's like a 
fake Neo Geo Pocket fighting yeah, game. I, I, super I simple. liked it. We sat and we played it for. Yeah. I think we played it for like an hour, yeah, just yeah, going through all the characters. Yeah, we played it quite a bit. Yeah, Good fun. I played a bunch of it online as well. The, the netcode. The netcode in Pocket Rumble is probably better than the netcode in any other of the fighting games on this <laughs> list. Like, it is shockingly good. Like, this little indie game came out and fucking blew everything else out of the war. Um, <laughs> it's this simple, like, two-button game. You have a punch and a punch. A punch and a... light punch and a heavy punch. Yeah. And you do all your specials by pressing a diagonal, like, forward and down, or backwards and down, to do a special. We'll also hit one of those. And that's it. And it's all about... It's just like this really solid fighting game. Like they made all the characters play completely differently from yep. each other. The art style is this like fake Neo Geo Pocket art style that looks like that King of Fighters game that came out there, and it's fantastic. Um, but there's so many other fighting games on here that I think it's probably just not gonna stick. Cool. Um, hmm. Hmm. Blazor Cross Tag doesn't have an arcade mode. No. Um, I. This shouldn't annoy me as much as it does. I, I <laughs> really like the story mode, but that's all you can really play yeah. unless you just want to play well, random matchups. Yeah. Um, it looks great and it plays great. Oh, yeah, lots of fun playing it, but if it had an arcade mode. I'd be happy. I don't know if that would actually change it that much, to be honest. I'm just looking yeah. for any excuse to cut it because I like all four of these games a lot. Um, I like the roster. It has Ble- all the Persona characters yeah. you want. It has I, the I characters. I am actually happy to, to take it away because... Yes, Undernight and Birth characters on it. <laughs> Gordo's so good. I did... Yeah, actually, now you're... <laughs> you're making me think about it. But, I, I really thing, did I w- like it. I wouldn't cut anything else before it is the thing. Like... Yeah, I I'm not very. I've seen Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. Mm. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters looks better. It's got the, the animation. It's gorgeous. It, look, yeah. it looks like it's had a little bit more work. Yeah. Through to it, maybe in that way. Oh, I would say you could put that one over Blaze Blue. I'm not emotional at all when it comes to Dragon Ball. Yeah. I never grew up with the series, so that was fine. I'd pick Blaze Blue over it, but it does look like Dragon Ball Fighters is the better game. Yeah, for me, I, yeah. I feel like Dragon Ball Fighters definitely needs to be on this because it's. I will leave it there. I grew up with Dragon Ball, same as Kieran. I've not played much of that game, but it is a fantastic yeah. game yeah. for what little um, I've played. It's really it. good to watch. And as again, well. <laughs> don't get us wrong, Blaze Blue, Blaze Blue Cross Tag is worth your money. Oh god! Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, um, you know we're not saying it's a bad game. Go out, <laughs> buy it on the Switch. I yep. would I would personally fight to get Smash Brothers off here, or as I like to call it, Trash Brothers, because it's a piece of crap. But um, I'm not going to win that fight. So You're definitely not going to win that fight. Yeah, if <laughs> the recording of so this uh, podcast cut short for no apparent reason, then uh, mutiny has happened. I mean, and really, Smash Bros. should be on the best re-release remake. So was... <laughs> um, I, tra- no, I would so rather yeah, have I, it there than anywhere else. I, I'm happy with... Uh, Cut and Blaze Blue. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think the the way I see it is, as much as I love Blaze Blue, I like these others more. I think Dragon Ball Fighters is the thing where Arc System Works took the stuff they made with Guilty Gear, and I feel like everyone has been saying since they made Guilty Gear that they should apply that art style to just everything. Mm-hmm. And they were like, alright, we will then. We got the Dragon Ball license. It's like, 
alright cool yeah fine do that yeah um, and then there were also like people say Guilty Gear and even Blaze Blue and stuff are a bit too complicated for most people so we made Marvel vs. Capcom 3 at a time when Marvel wasn't making Marvel vs. Capcom games or at least none that no one that anyone wanted to play so they made this 3v3 tag game that is super fast paced super hectic has all these like amazing effects and stuff like that every character plays how you would want them to play based <laughs> on like how they were from the anime and it's just really fun and it has this really good well this pretty good story mode it gets a bit repetitive towards the end but it's fully voice acted the story itself's interesting enough it's like fully voice acted animated looks like a really nice episode of the show um yep it's great I really really like it um I bought the season pass for it I bought the season pass for pretty much every game on this list I bought way too many fighting game season passes this year <laughs> yeah I got the season pass for a blaze play which is brilliant and I got the the one for uh, Smash Bros I got yeah. Smash Bros one the Soul Calibur one the blaze play one the Dragon Ball Fighters one <laughs> I wouldn't have bought the Decidia one. I didn't buy that game. That would be a silly purchase. Um, yeah. Smash Bros. Everyone's there. Everyone is here. Yeah. They brought back every fight for Smash Bros. Then added some more. I feel like every newcomer is like amongst the best newcomers they've ever had. Yes. Like I love the Castlevania dudes. I think they're just super fun to play as. That Pokemon they added. The cat. Dude, the, the cat wrestler dude. The cat wrestler dude. Where is he from? Is he really a Pokemon? Yeah, yeah. he's a Pokemon. All oh, right. Pokemon got cool. He wouldn't. Where? You should he, get. You should he's get never going to fit into a ball. You should get back into Pokemon. <laughs> uh, yeah, Incineroar. Incineroar. Incineroar's great. Yeah, he's really fun yeah. players. Incineroar's um, great in the Pokemon games. Yeah. He fucking poses after every attack like a wrestler. <laughs> he's yeah. really cute. Um, Ridley is finally in the game after people asking since like melee for him, um, and he plays great. They made the big characters fun to play as again, which yeah. hasn't been the case for a couple of Smash Bros games now. Yeah, I I just love the fact that they could have they could have made the game, added new characters, and then kept the DLC from last time. Yeah, and and made it DLC again. Yeah. You know, there's companies that that do that with their games, but they've went no, this is. Everything we've ever done is here. Yeah, and then we'll make up some more stuff for the DLC. Yeah. Yeah. So hand hand over the money, um, yeah. and then also they made the fighting better. Like this, yes. just plays better than Smash Four did. It's very clearly built on top of it. Yeah, but it plays. It also looks way better than Smash Four did. Like they upgraded. The, it seems like they mainly just changed the lighting and the textures, but that's enough to be yeah. like this looks like it's, a new game. Here's the thing. <laughs> In terms of fighting, it's not... Is it the best fighter? No way. No way no. in hell. Because essentially... Is it, is it, it the most fighter? Yes, it's the <laughs> most fighter. But um, in terms of technicality, you know, you can basically run from one side of the stage to the other doing your slidey smash and take people out when you're playing the, you know, the solo modes and stuff. But it does the thing that I love is that you have to play the game to unlock the characters. Yeah, yeah. Which, Which a lot a, of people were angry about, but oh, I, I loved it. It, it 
that's it's got that old school feel to it because if you go back to you know PlayStation One days Tekken Two, yeah. you had to play that game thirty five forty times before you had everyone. That's the stuff you love about fighting games, yeah. and I know that is the stuff you that, love about yeah. fighting games. So I, I really like that in Smash Bros. I like unlocking stuff. That it, it's just. I have had so much fun just unlocking the characters. Yeah. Just in general, that they have good single player modes. Yeah. Which is a thing that Smash Bros. hasn't had since Brawl. Yeah. Like Smash 4's single player modes and the Smash 3DS single player modes were bad. Like, yeah. It's the reason I didn't play as much of those is because. Yeah. The, the Wii, was it. Was the one. Was the one for the Wii? Yeah, that was Brawl. That was that the was one Brawl. that had the story mode. It had. Yes. Subspace Emissary. That one was great. Yeah, I love that, yeah. Um, before this might have been my favourite Smash Bros game I know yeah. everyone fucking fawns over Melee because it's probably the best playing of the games before this uh-huh. but just the content in Brawl was the reason I loved it so much like the classic mode was great the Sussex Emerson was great Yeah. this one again like the classic mode is better than it's ever been yeah. every, every character's classic mode is customised to them yes like if you play as Ryu and go into classic mode all of your fights are 1v1s with health with Street Fighter music playing over yes. them. It's so good. Um, just, it's, yeah. it, it it's, is, I mean, it's, it, it's on, a different style of fighting game, but it's, I'm sorry, it, it's my game of the, my fighting game of the year. I'm fine with it probably winning this. I, Nathan will come and find us and stab us, but, that I, is, and I will, I, I will invite him in. <laughs> we haven't talked about Soul Calibur 6 Hand him the knife. No, we haven't. <laughs> but we should, because Soul Calibur 6, because I feel like, Smash Bros. is probably going to win this. Yeah. Soul Calibur 6 needs to be talked about because it's fucking. They made Soul Calibur good again. Make Soul Calibur great again. Miska. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they revived Soul Calibur. They made it super pretty. They made it play fucking fantastically. This is the best Soul Calibur has played since, like, 2. Yeah. And they added, like, a proper story mode again. Like, a. A kind of straightforward story mode that goes through the nonsense lore of that series if that's what you're interested in yeah. or a big kind of like map that you can explore it's kind of like the story mode they added to Smash Bros yeah. this big map that you can go from point to point it's kind of an RPG because you level up and you buy new weapons that are higher level and stuff like that it's just fucking cool um, it's, it's great I've played more of that than well, I was going to say the math, that's, that's, that's not actually accurate. Uh, <laughs> I've played probably the third amount, <laughs> the third highest amount of anything <laughs> I've played this year that's on this list. Um, but I love it. I, I bought that at launch, and even though it dropped in price like two weeks later, I don't I don't regret it, because it was... I played so much of it. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, it's our fighting game of the year. Yeah. yeah. With Mars Up, Soul Calibur 6, and Dragon Ball Fighters. Happy with that. And then, uh, to round out this podcast, because I think we will ditch this character. Yes, yeah. Because after talking about other characters, I don't think we actually need this at all. But I'll at least leave it off this one. Um, oh shit, that came out this year. <laughs> a special category for things that we forgot came out this year. It's on It's on Paul's list, but Far Cry 5 yeah, was one that I forgot came out this year. It's on my top 10 list, so I didn't forget it came yeah, out this year. I was like, wait, what? That was last year, surely. <laughs> And then also WarioWare Gold came out this year. Yeah, so but it came out on 3DS. Yes, and it's like, it. Yeah, um, I have one I wanted to add into this and mention it, and it's Rise of the Tomb Raider because 
I know it came out. You mean Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, <laughs> sorry, not Rise. Because I know it came out. I bought it. I just never got to play it. You forgot you had it. <laughs> Essentially, yeah, it yeah. sat there. And, uh, That's fair. It, it was like it's, two days ago, I thought, I better put this in. It's and been I, a lot. Uh, it's been a good year with a lot of games. It a has. lot of games. Yeah. It's that thing where we've talked about this kind of off the podcast before, but I don't really talk about much on. Like, I think there was a shitload of really good games this year. There was. Yeah. I, but I think there's very few of them. Like, I really struggled to make my top 10 this year because I was like, there's tons of games that could go on this list. I don't really feel strong enough to put any of them on this list. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, there were a lot of really good games, but very few that I was like, yes, this one. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I just thought, how has Monster Hunter not showed up in anything yet? I need to rewrite all these. Like, we need to re record all these. <laughs> That's technically an RPG, right? <laughs> It, it technically it is, is. Yeah. Um, but yeah that wraps up our day two of game of the year we made it nobody got killed not yet not yet although about, I'm inviting people in with large probably, knives it's probably about time for us to go get food let's yeah go, let's go eat um, yeah our game of the year 2018 day two has ended so just to quickly wrap it up best strategy game Into the Breach with runners up Battletech and Valkyrie Chronicles 4 Best soundtrack went to Tetris Effect with runners-up Octopath Traveler and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Fuck-up of the year went to that IGN guy plagiarizing stuff <laughs> with runners-up Fallout 76 and Starlink using the Toys to Life model. Best mobile or tablet game went to Donut County with runners-up Florence and Suki. Best fighting game went to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which is technically a fighting game, with runners-up Soul Calibur 6 and Dragon Ball Fighters. <laughs> And oh shit, that came out this year. Went to Far Cry Five and Warrior Worlds. <laughs> As a, a see you guys next time. See ya.